0: Welcome back to another edition of Cloud Conversations. I am your host, Harvey Banks. If you're on Instagram, give us a follow at Cloud Conversations Pod. If you happen to be listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you may be listening, go ahead and give us a five star review. Text this to a friend. Um Yeah, anything to show those tech companies that this is the type of content that you want to consume on a Tuesday morning. On today's episode, we're going to start off a little bit different. Uh, I'm going to lead with a new segment I like to call uh, shit I should care about, but I don't. And then we're going to uh, talk about love this week, all week long, leading up into Valentine's Day. But you know me, I'm going to do it a little bit different. What we're going to talk about is the stuff that doesn't seem to get talked about enough. So it's gonna have a fun little uh, little twist to it there. Also, I'm gonna end it with a good word for you guys because I don't want to just you know be Debbie Downer all the time. But first, let's play some k and kind of set this vibe. Up. I don't know, start a morning, get the get the blood flowing. Um, Like I said before, I wanted to start this off with a new segment. I like to call shit I probably should care about, but I don't. And let's just get the elephant in the room out of here now, just because it seems to continue to be a subject in my space. Um, Joe Rogan and his use of the N word. This is going to be really short just because. I think you guys know how I feel at this point about it, but just in case we got some first-time listeners or some last-time listeners, I don't know, let me kind of go over this. So, a video hit the internet, I guess it was about a week ago at this point, and it is a montage of Joe Rogan over the years using the N-word in his podcast, and it's a... The video in itself, like the compilation of the times using it with zero context feels real crazy. And I understand that, like, if you don't listen to Joe and you just see that video, it's wild because I kind of listen to Joe here and there. And I seen the video and I was like, yo, this is honestly, I thought it was kind of funny at first, but I understand why people do get upset. My opinion on it, though, is this Joe dog, if you want to say the N word, say the N word. Like. If if it means that much, because I've seen a lot of the I hate both sides of this, by the way, and let me start there. Let me start with the side that is. Protecting Joe, here's why I hate your side of things, because you're not really protecting Joe, you're protecting what this this I don't know how to. Spirit of a right that you think you should have to be able to say whatever you want, do whatever you want, or you might feel like quasi discriminated against. So, like, you're gonna back this for you, which I mean, it's cool, whatever, but like, you're, I don't know. Everything just doesn't need a defense. And the way that people are like defending Joe has been the stupidest way possible. They were like, Have you heard rap songs? They're using it in rap songs all the time. Well, yeah, of course, they're also raping women in movies and you don't find that OK. So like the the correlation between the two is kind of silly. And it's like this before you get into your freedom of speech jargon that you like to throw at me. Just know I'm always going to defend your right to say whatever you want to say. I'm always going to defend that. And I'm not talking to the I'm not talking to white people that never say it. That's your choice. If you never want to say the N word, don't say the N word. And if I don't know if you feel like you need to or want to say the N word whenever you want to. Hey, that's your right, too. I'm talking to like I've got really, really good white people in my life that I love, friends, everything like. And so here's my advice to you, white friends, when it comes to the N word. Yes. I don't care because it doesn't hurt me when you say that word just doesn't have the power that it maybe once did. So me personally, as your friend, I don't care if you feel this need to say the N word. I will say this, though. I just I hope you know how to fight because there's three types of people that you're going to encounter when you're just saying the N word because you feel like you have the right to say the N word. And you might. Right. One. Is going to be the me type. I mean, yeah, it's kind of uncomfortable sometimes, but if you want to say it, I mean, say it, it doesn't do anything to me. That's the one type of you know person you're going to meet, black, white or otherwise. The second type is going to be outrage. I can't believe that this person has the nerve to say the N word. And that person is on the Internet a lot. And here's the thing about that person. Right. They're going to try to cancel you. They're going to try to come at you financially. They're going to try to embarrass you, but they're not going to ever really actually hurt you because that's the Internet. Right. So you don't even have to worry about that, to be honest with you. But then there's still this type of black person that I think you need to know about. And as your friend, I should tell you about this person. There's those type of persons that still move off of on site. Now, my white friends, you might not know what on site means. On site is not what these new kids is doing, right? We beef and we argue. We we have an argument. You shouldn't say this. You shouldn't say that. There are certain things for these people that there's no discussion that needs to be had. They going to put hands on you. So when I say I hope you know how to fight, You just might have to physically defend your right to say this word that may hurt people. Again, you want to say it, be my guest. I'm going to fight for your right to say whatever you want, but you need to understand the other side of the consequences that may come with that. And it's not always going to be the same level of consequence and you can't control the level of consequence. So just know that. Trust me, it's probably not worth it, right? I don't know a, a lot about Jewish culture. I don't know what hurts Jewish people. But I know this. If I were to have a friend. And I were to say a word that a Jewish person didn't like. And they explain to me like, hey, I don't like that word because it like it just makes me feel like this, this and that. I know you're not saying it because you're hateful, but like some people ain't gonna find that funny. Like it brings up real stuff like this. Personally, I'm just like, oh, OK, cool. I didn't mean any hurtful shit by it, but like I'm not going to go out on a limb to defend my right to say that word. It hurts people because I'm not an idiot and I can just think of a different word to use that don't hurt nobody. That's just me. But again, if you want to have that right to do that, I just hope you know how to fight. Cause everybody ain't the same and that's that. And as far as you got trying to cancel Joe Rogan, the only thing I am pissed off about this whole Joe Rogan thing is like the, the CEO spot or the Spotify CEO came out and released, like sent out a letter to the employees saying the dumbest shit in the world. Basically he was like, I'm so sorry that y'all have to deal with this. This is the CEO of Spotify talking to Spotify employees, not the public, not any of that shit. Just the employees basically saying, I'm sorry, you have to deal with the backlash over Joe Rogan's, you know, use of the N-word in over 100 episodes or this and that. I hate that he did that because in it, he says like, yo, this is egregious. This is wrong. This is that. But we ain't taking Joe off of here. And my point is this. No, I knew you weren't going to remove Joe from Spotify just because, like, you staked your financial future on that. I understand. And I just don't think he should be removed for it. But. You can't play both sides of the fence. Don't come out and say, damn, that's fucked up. Sorry, y'all got to deal with that, but it really ain't nothing I can do about it. If it's nothing you can do about it or if you just don't want to do nothing about it. Just don't do nothing. But what he was trying to do was hedge himself, because in the future, if this takes some type of turn that goes really bad for Spotify, he'll then be able to say, oh, oh, see, 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 when I sent that, I told you guys, I said it was bad. I I, I, I didn't support this. You know, it's just that's weak behavior. Stand on something, bro. One way or the other, because, yeah. You look kind of crazy out here. And if I worked for Spotify, which I don't, I would probably be like, why did you send this? Or <laughs> what does this even mean? I, I, anyways, let's move on because like I'm not going to spend two weeks talking about Joe Rogan, um, but uh, Joe, good luck because I know this shit is not going to stop no time soon. Oh, just wait until they find the never mind. More Joe Rogan headlines go come out if you've been listening and It just sucks because I wish we could just get back to these jokes. But eh, that's where we're at. Um, So with Valentine's Day coming up. (sighs) I do want to spend some time talking about love just because. One, a lot of men don't like to talk about love, and I realize that and I kind of understand why. But uh, at the same time, I don't understand why. And there's not a lot of conversations about love and like. What to do when love doesn't quite work out the first time, second time and stuff like that. Just like the the there's downsides to the love. Everybody wants to talk about the fairy tales, especially around this time of year, would it be a Valentine's Day coming up? But like no one really talks about how to navigate past that. And so today I'm I'm going to talk about that a little bit just because my interest has been peaked this week. Uh, Kanye has done it again. And. I don't know, man, I just I don't like what Kanye's doing. I don't like what Kim's doing, but I do think we need to talk about this situation because I don't 100 percent know the answer the right way forward, but I'm just going to tell you kind of how I feel about it. Um, So Kanye posted on Instagram that he was not comfortable with his daughter North being on TikTok. Right. And the thing that I didn't like about what. First of all, if Kanye West doesn't want his children on social media, that's Kanye West's business as a father. I made a conscious decision not to be putting my kids all over social media a couple months ago. Like, If you notice, I cleaned my Instagram and stuff out and then like I've gotten rid of Facebook recently, so it's not there. But like, that's just a me thing. I didn't make a big deal about it. I'm not going to make a big deal about it. My kids are going to have social media one day if they choose to want it. But like. Knowing what we know about social media and how it affects adults right now and like what I see it doing to what I believe to be intelligent adults. I don't know. Yeah, I feel a certain way when it comes to exposing children to the level of toxic stuff that can be on here. Now, when it comes to social media, again, I also love the great things that come with social media. I learn a lot of stuff from social media I see a lot of content that just brings me to tears of happiness that I just like that's just funny I like funny so like a lot of the stuff I can see is just it's it's some good entertaining value but it does have a dark side too and I understand I understand wanting to shield your children from that so I have no issues with that my only issue with what Kanye did was that he did it publicly and As a side note, to shoot him a little bit of bell, there may have been a private conversation that she wasn't listening to. That then made him go public. And if that's the case, I understand that method of thinking, because sometimes that will force conversations that are being ignored otherwise. Right. I don't know that that happened or didn't happen. I'm just saying that would be one scenario in which I would be like, ah, I understand. But we don't know that. So let's just kind of deal with what we know. Um, Kim responded that Kanye has been ridiculous to deal with when it comes to co-parenting since their divorce. Let me say this. I wouldn't be shocked. (laughs) I'm a fan of Kanye West. I'm a fan of Kim Kardashian, too. Like, I've always said that, like, even when people on this show has not liked Kim, I've kind of defended her just because I, I don't understand what you don't like. I understand about insecurity wise, which you might not like, but like, I don't know. I've always been a fan of both of them. Right. Um, so when she says that he's been very difficult to deal with during divorce, I'm definitely going to take her for her word because yeah, I could see that. But you have to understand one thing. Love, love makes men and women do some things that are just irrational. Right now, that's a romantic love cuz love romantic love a lot of times when it comes to divorce like it creeps into the revenge factor a whole lot and that would be that's hard to navigate privately cuz like you could break up with someone privately like neither of you are celebrities and there's no big juicy gossip and you still just don't want to see them win right Just because it's just how you feel at night by yourself, like it's deep in you, this revenge factor. So like now take that and and have a very public marriage with two very successful people and then have a very public divorce. The fact that like it's coming out this way and it's playing out this way, it kind of makes sense for how everything else that they've done has played out this way. Kanye West, if nothing else, has already always been very vocal about his love for his children and how he wants to raise his children and like he's very very vocal about this and it's been this way everybody laughed when he was on that campaign trail and he's crying about almost getting in he cares very deeply about this i don't think he's i don't think this is a performance i don't think this is i think this was just a bad move doing it on social media but i think it was still a genuine move you know what i mean and so her response is that he's being ridiculous this this and that and that you know she's definitely going to be protecting her children which i don't believe she's not protecting north i i know and listen i didn't look at the TikTok. i don't imagine it was anything terrible because if it was anything terrible it would have made news on its own i don't think kim was saying yeah north do a TikTok to piss your father off or any of that. I think the kid just wanted to make a TikTok. I've got a two-year-old, spot to be three. If if we open the TikTok app, she knows how to make a TikTok. It's fun to do for children. I think she just wanted to do these children things. But like, here's where it gets tricky for me for Kim, right? Because Kim shared a text message from her nephew which, listen, I think it was that Scott dude's, I don't know the stories, I don't know all the characters in this, but it's the nephew, and the nephew I guess North that went live on TikTok, and the nephew texted Kim and was like, hey I don't really think she should be doing this, just because it can be toxic in there, and I know she's just having fun, but like as her, you know as her older cousin, I'm concerned, and this, this, you know what I mean And basically, Kim was like, I understand. I talked to her about it. Um, I'm here with her. But oh, my God, thank you for looking out for her. Right. And so it ended with her sharing like he cares so much. He's he's becoming so mature. He he checked her about doing this very thing. So when Kanye says the same thing, he's now overbearing father. And so like the two sides don't. I don't know. It just that struck me as weird. And then Kanye West sharing the text conversation that followed that. But <laughs> basically, she was just like. I know you're trying and, you know, we're going to figure this out. And then she went off into talking about some Yeezys. Like somebody wants a pair of Yeezys and she's asking Kanye, is it safe to order the belugas on StockX? And his response is, don't talk to me about no Yeezys right now. And like. I get it, Kanye. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it made me think about co-parenting because I co-parent and there are days where I feel like I am very good at co-parenting. And what makes me very good at co-parenting isn't that I'm always right or that I have to have my way. What makes me very good at co-parenting is when I disagree with something, I don't always have to share that with them because like, I'm sure if you ask the mothers of my children, they're going to say, ah, he disagrees a lot. But the things that I disagree with fundamentally that I never bring up to them, just because It's not in the betterment of our child. Like, it's not going to move things forward. It's uh, I think that's that's the lesson. And it took a while for me to honestly, it took it took my my 10 year old daughter moving in with me pretty much full time for me to to really understand, Okay, this co-parenting thing. Is always going to be difficult But how do we make this a little bit easier? Right. So here's what I do to make this easier. When something comes up that I have to co-parent with. I think to myself. Who does this affect the most? And it seems like a stupid question to ask when you're dealing with a child between two people that aren't romantically involved. But here's the thing. As humans, we still deal with a lot of emotion. So again, ask yourself, who does this stand to benefit the most or hurt the most, right? If the answer is not the child for either one benefit or hurt, leave it alone. If the answer, if, if me voicing my opinion Isn't for the betterment of my daughter. I leave it alone. If me voicing my opinion isn't to save my daughter from something bad that's going to happen to her and she's going to have to be the one to suffer from this. I leave it alone. A lot of situations come up where I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Let me just tell her my thoughts on this. But that's me. Wanting to tell her mother my thoughts so her mother can understand where I'm coming from. That whole thing right there. While real and maybe has a place for conversation, doesn't belong in the conversation of co-parenting. So like instead of me saying these things to her mother. I come on the podcast and I say them to y'all. No, I'm just playing. I say those to to people close to me. I say it to friends. And then sometimes the friends tell me, why do you care about that? And I'm like, because good point. It could be just some emotional stuff, right? Um, If you loved. And off of my situation, because this isn't my situation, just kind of in general. If you guys were in love and you you got divorced, or you just had children and now you're you're apart, especially if it's new, the best advice I could give you is to close doors, close legs, close conversations, close everything, because if one door is left open, everything can rush in through it. Or you're gonna look at every decision and every situation. Through the crack in that door. So if like you're still having sex, if you're still texting about shit other than the children, if you're still communicating, if you're still friends with each other's families, if you're still going to family events, if you're still doing a bunch of that stuff. Let me tell you, some things are going to come up and one parent might actually simply be doing what's best for the child. But you might not be able to see it because these other doors are open. And so now you've got to take into account, oh, is she just saying this because she don't want to have sex no more? Or she's saying this because she knows I'm cool with such and such. It's a lot going on. Break up, break up, close the doors. That way you can open this one parenting door that this door only goes this way. We really only talk about the kid. And we both trying to do what's best for such and such. You shouldn't know their personal life. You shouldn't know. You know, what I'm saying you don't need to know a whole bunch about their significant other. You do have a place to know their significant uh, know about it just because like especially if that significant other is around the children or responsible for some of the care of the child. Right. You need to know a little bit, but not a lot. Like you just need to know that your child is safe. That's it. And I have. A baby mom that is married and I don't know a lot about her husband, but I know that my kids seem to like him. I don't need to know anything else. I know that she absolutely loves our children and she would never put our children in danger. That's all I need to know. I don't need to know this nigga. I don't need to be friends with him. We're not beefing. We're very cordial. He seems like a very fucking nice guy. Other than that, I don't get in their business and I don't need to. It's not my place. Same for them. They don't get in my business, in my situation and because and I don't expect them to. I don't expect any. This works really well. Because it's about the children. No other doors are open. And that makes it very simple. So, again, my advice is close the uh, close all the doors and then build this new door. Because right now, what what Kim and Kanye are running into is what I like to call a conglomerate. You've got all these things that make this one thing. And now you're trying to deal with one issue inside this thing in a room full of a bunch of other issues. It's very difficult to do. Don't do that when it's over. Let it be over. Um. Yeah, no easy transition from that, but my time's almost up for the day. So I want to leave you guys with a good, good word and a quick, fun little little, little, little chit chat here just to uh, kind of keep us focused a little bit. This next segment is, is just a good word, man. And I want to start it off by saying this. Be like O.B.J. Odell Beckham Jr. A lot of people on the Internet don't like Odell. And no one knows why it's been a funny, funny thing watching the career of OBJ, right? I think I know, first of all, you're not supposed to be really, really good at a craft and really good looking, right? The two things also ultra confident, ultra cool, people don't like you to have all of those things, right? So they will find an insecurity that they have and latch onto that as to the driving engine on why they might not like you. It happens with like Tom Brady as well. It's not just like a OBJ thing. It happens with a lot of the top people and things, but like OBJ don't break the law. OBJ ain't out here talking reckless. He don't talk much. OBJ seems to just be a young kid working hard, doing great at his craft. And like, yeah, he had that one incident with Lena, Lena, Dunham I don't god I don't remember her name but like she was like oh he didn't pay me no attention because I was fat and he he talked to everyone else and completely ignored me and then he was like yo what are you talking about I didn't even know you I don't know who you are I didn't know you were at the table I was talking to people on my side of the table you didn't really say anything to me and then it came out that other people's accounts of the situation was like she was tripping then she tried to say oh my god I'm so sorry I was drunk but whatever he didn't he let that shit go too so like OBJ's Top dog in New York. Right. With the Giants gets traded to Cleveland because the Giants say it's his fault that they're not winning. And he's a diva wide receiver. And yeah, he's a problem. Get rid of him. Cleveland lands Odell Beckham. And it's like Christmas Day. It's like when LeBron came back. Not that big, but you know what I mean? Right. And then shortly after that, things don't go well in Cleveland. And it's getting blamed that Odell Beckham Jr. is the problem. He's not the receiver that he used to be. Granted, he did have some injuries and things, right? And Odell says nothing. Now, his father spoke for him, but Odell doesn't really. He never really addressed it. He just kept saying, just do the work. Just do the work. Keep your head down. Keep working. Keep your head down. Stay focused. All these things. Go back through his Instagram. That's all you're going to see is motivational shit like that, right? And him dancing with kids and a bunch of fun stuff. But yeah, so like the Odell hate. I never really understood. But like Odell taught us something special this year. During the time when it was the loudest, he was the most quiet and he just kept working. The Browns said Odell was the problem. They trade Odell to the Los Angeles Rams. The Los Angeles Rams said, nope, Odell is actually a really good solution for us. We don't need him to be the number one receiver, obviously, but like. He goes and has a way better second half of the season than he had the previous year and a half with Cleveland. He's happy. He's on his way to the Super Bowl. Cleveland, you're not. I'm saying these things because he didn't. Odell just stayed quiet and focused on the work. So that's what I mean when I say be like OBJ. Just because the world can say what they want about you. If it's not based on anything real, then you don't have to answer for it. Because eventually you're going to keep working so hard that any questions that can be asked can only be answered by the production. I'm excited to see OBJ in the Super Bowl, and he's somebody I root for. I'm hoping he wins. Just because I like to see real winners win and I like to see them do it the right way, because that is what I'm striving to do. Learning how to shut up, stay focused and just keep working. Hopefully you can learn the same. This has been Cloud Conversations. Today is Tuesday, February the 8th. I appreciate you guys for joining me. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Um, Leave a comment. Holler at your boy, man. I don't know. Follow us on Instagram, Cloud Conversations Pod. You can follow me personally at Just a Kid from KY. Peace.